All right. Well, I guess we'll begin the next podcast. Woo! Gwen's super tired, but so... Well, I wanted to do it earlier, but you said 30 minutes wasn't enough time. No, it's not enough time for our many, many fans. What? Oh, it's the light. I was like, why does it look green over there? No, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's just the shine from the... uh, Fucking exhausted I am. From the... uh, the microphone. So, there you saw my Substack today. Oh yeah. And it ties into me being neurotic in real life and yeah, uh, obsessed over something new. Yes. Which is Rivian. Rivian. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're nice cars. The thing is, is that we were driving that one day, and you pointed one out, and I went and went. What the hell is that? <laughs> well, no, remember we were we were driving and I was like, "Whoa, those are Broncos." And you're like, "We well, you know those are Rivians." And it was just like a it was just a huge tow truck of just like a ton of Rivians. Yeah. Like 10 of them. They looked so nice. They looked absolutely beautiful. Which is so funny cuz that was I don't even know, maybe a couple weeks ago. And then it's this weird effect where and then we saw another Rivian. And then we saw another and Rivian. And now we can't stop thinking. And then it. we went to the Rivian car lot to see, yeah, yeah, how they were versus like versus Tesla, yeah, or Bronco, or Bronco. It's a Bronco. Bronco and a Tesla have a baby. Yeah, it's a Rivian. It's a Rivian. <laughs> Although I would say it it handles a lot better than a Tesla. It feels it looks yeah. a lot nicer than a Tesla, and um, as the equivalent range of a Tesla, which is nice. I don't see why. You know, it, and it's an SUV. It's huge. Yeah. Well, they have the SUV and the truck. But it feels a lot better. The SUV is so nice. Yeah. Not as compact. Like, I don't know how to explain it exactly with the Tesla, but it has a very techy but compact feel to it. Like, you can clearly tell that it was influenced by California. Like, California. It feels like I'm in a video game, I'll be honest. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't. Mm. It doesn't feel very natural to be in it. To the tablet fucking sucks yeah it does <laughs> stupid you try to like press the air down and then like wasn't even working wasn't even yeah like the calibrations are so off yeah anyways yeah so back to your sub stack um you you mentioned today like taking control of your life and like your decisions and you know sometimes i read your sub stack and i'm like is he taking shots at me right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> Which is so funny because I know you're not actually. But yeah. then it makes me realize, like, damn, I really need to be on top of it. I think I think the reason why it's personal to you is because I'm writing it. I'm trying. I'm trying to find topics that are very personal to me, and mm-hmm. I think they just happen to speak to like a lot of people. You know, yeah. like um. I was writing it because I felt like uh, in the past couple of months, I haven't always been like able to get through the goals that I want during the day. And more recently, I've been in better control of that stuff. So it was kind of more of a reflection of like where I've been and like how did I come back to taking control of it, right? I mean, yeah. and I mean, it's a vulnerable, it really is a vulnerable piece. Like not to be super i mean like selfish but it's a reflection on my own life right when i yeah. when i write those things um well no and i think that's what 
I would argue that your reflections a lot of the time is like what makes that like intimate connection with with your followers. Right. Yeah. But and I yeah I I agree. I mean I think I try to be vulnerable and open. Like if I'm if I'm angry, I'm I'm angry. If I'm I mean when I was using the full caps in that like little like section where I'm like why you yeah, know it's yeah. That's me yelling in my own head at, at myself, you know? Like, why am I not taking control of my day? Yeah, I know. It's, psycho- I, it's 100% psychotic. But it's, like, therapeutic to write it down in a way. And I think, um, I mean. It's also, like, a reminder to yourself. But that's what I've always talked about in my journals, that it's, it's always going to be honest and open. You know, and I've said this before, that when I write my reflections, it might seem like I'm talking to somebody. It's always I'm writing it to talk to myself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really me talking to me and trying to like, you know, you're wa- you're watching me struggle every day and try to work through things and things aren't easy for me. I and I hope no one ever thinks that it's like easy for me to live my life or that I just, you know, I'm smart and I'm smart just because I'm smart or, you know, I'm, I can get up and go because I can just get up and go. It's always a fucking struggle. There's always, you know, a voice in my head that's angry at me. There's always a voice in my head that's happy with me. There's always something that I feel like I should be doing more of. And I think I, I go through everything as much as anyone else. And if my sub stack's relatable, it's, it's because I'm being open and honest about my own experience as a human. You know, yeah, so definitely not taking shots at you was more so taking shots at probably myself. That's, well, I was going to add in yeah. the other day you said that I don't drink enough water. So then what <laughs> did I do today? I drank a gallon of water and said, fuck you, Merlin. <laughs> drink plenty of water. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just funny. The way that you, the way you speak and the way you write, like it's very like cultivating and like you, you like light a fire under my ass. Yeah. But I think that that's like what makes you a good um, author. Because I can light a fire under people. Yeah. Write something that's yeah, like. Yeah, because motivating. I know I, well, I don't know for a fact, but I'm I'm assuming that when your viewers or subscribers read your Substack, they're like, "Damn, he's right!" Like, I need a fucking. <laughs> Write three goals a day and just take care of it. Like, because life does slip away from you. Yeah. I mean, it happens quick. It happens quick. And I think, like, you can quickly find yourself in a rut. Or stuck in this ever, like, lasting loop that you don't feel any escape from. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I, I think it's, like, that's one of my primary fears in life, actually, is to, like, wake up and realize that, you know, uh, that I'm like 672 years old, right? Or 673 years old. And I've just been, you know, I've been in a fucking, I've been on the fucking hamster lived wheel. the same day over and over. Yeah. How I, I mean, that is, that's the fear, right? Yeah. And that I've lived it for somebody else's goals. And that, you know, I did things that I didn't want to do because I was afraid to like, just try to make myself happy and stand up for myself. You know? Yeah. And um, that, 
is a real that's a real fear that I have is I have to constantly check in and be like where where is this going what what's going to happen you know no matter how old I am I think I think we all do that is we we check in with ourselves or at least we try to check in and I think people that don't check in you're like what the hell is going on with with his life he was you know he never did anything with his career he just sat there and was content for you know his entire life never wanted to do anything never wanted to try anything never had any outside hobbies just went to work nine to five well i mean there's i i would argue you know some people don't feel like there's any other way of life it seems impossible and maybe they didn't have the best up. I mean, there's there's so many excuses that can be made for. I agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying at the end of the day, it's all an ex- it's all an excuse, right? Like you can always pivot. You can go pivot into whatever life you want to live. Yeah. You know, if your is dream that is- why you change your hat so often? <laughs> you pivot. I pivot. I pivot into a new wizard you every day. Body a new wizard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> new hat, new wizard. That's what they say. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think that's important, and I think that's really healthy. Is to like pivot, pivot, pivot into a new person. Person, you're not stuck at to be whatever you know. People have told you to be. You are whatever you choose to be. Roll the dice and see what it lands yeah. on. Try on new things, fail at them. Yeah. Figure out what fits well, and you might find something that you love. And like, why not live your life in love with yeah. like what you do and and who you're around every day. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think enough people try that in their life. I think they get scared or they get comfortable. Yeah. And I think... What... I think also a problem is, like, people might feel comfortable into doing something and then years go down, like, down the road and you realize, like, shh, I've invested all of this time yeah, and money I mean, it's... into this thing that I used to love, but now I'm kind of burnt out on it, right? Right, and they're afraid to make the pivot because they they've that's their whole life, right? Yeah. It's the comfortability. Yeah. Um, Would you argue that that's like an ego death? If if you also the scenario is you've done something for fifteen years and then you realize you wake up one morning and realize I hate this. I'm a swimmer. Like. Let's just say. I'm a swimmer. Okay. Like in the story, I'm a swimmer. Right. So you, my you, family, you know, invested in me being a swimmer. Uh huh. And I made it big, and like I did a good, like I I'm doing well. Right, and but you hate it. I fucking hate it. Yeah. You hate Who it am I day. to like have the balls to like one not show up anymore, fall out of that, um, you know, repetitive practice? And then bring it up to your family. Oh, don't want to be a swimmer anymore. Yeah, I think I think there's some pra- like uh, this is where I want to separate from like there's a weird internet subculture of like the grinder culture of like we'll just wake up at four a.m. in the morning and you know go to bed at one a one a.m. and uh, you know that's that's twenty four hours that's twenty four twenty seven hours in the day and all of a sudden now you've grinded your way to a new life, you know. <laughs> um yeah i think there's some practicality in life right you can't just you can pivot of course you can pivot right but you can't just free pivot because no one lives their life as like an island 
So you're a swimmer, but you might have a family. Um, you're a swimmer, but you know you might you might have other obligations going on, or you're a swimmer and you have other hobbies that like go on outside your life, right? I'm not saying like drop everything at all all at once, but work towards your goals of of making the pivot to something that you love. Um, I mean, if you don't have any obligations to someone else and you're young, you're young and and you really are free, like don't don't stop yourself from experimenting early on because I think you're you're a lot more free even in your 30s or or even in even in your 40s than you realize you are a lot of times. You know, 20s, 30s, 40s, you're you're basically a free person. You don't have a lot of tie downs just yet. Your body is still relatively, you know, hopefully it's still go go for the most part. And go go. Um, your capacity to learn is still, you know, ex- extraordinarily high. Yeah. It, most of your IQ uh, doesn't crystallize, I believe, until about you know 32, 30, something like that. And then, um, you know, your ability to learn is is ongoing through life. You know, the more open you are, the more you challenge yourself to take on these subjects, the more ability you have to comprehend and adapt to new situations so i think to tie it back in real quick so the swimmer if you're just a swimmer and you're in your 20s and you don't you know and you've been doing it for 15 years and your family loves it and whatever like fuck them you know go change it go try something new go learn a new skill yeah yeah if you're in your 40s and you got a young family right and the bills are being counted on you to do it well switch out one of your hobbies for mm-hmm. something that you think you want to try. Yeah. Right? And then let it grow, let it grow on the side and take your time and take your time and give it time and be patient. I think one of the most incredibly important things I heard was be incredibly patient in your life, especially if you're an ambitious person. Go a lot slower than you think you need to. Um if you if you want to grow fast. You'll grow a lot faster by being patient and by trying to learn something first. Um, and I'm not saying like don't dive in like to something, but be patient in the right ways, right? Like don't take extraordinary financial risks such as like, um, I mean, there's times too, but if you don't have a business plan and you quit your job and you're like, I want to start, if you're like, I want to start a business and you just quit your job without another job or another source of income or you don't have the business planned out right that's too big of a jump that's too big of a pivot you know you gotta have something planned yeah i think um it's always you know never quit a job without another job lined up never quit a job without you know something planned that that makes sense and it's starting to go yeah right um Always have like that backup plan, but also yeah. I mean, people. It, part of the problem too is, like we we learn we learn a lot through stories, right? Like we've talked about this before, especially through movies. We think we we've learned a lot of like what we think successful people look like through movies, and the problem with a movie is it has to be about two hours long to captivate our our attention, right? So it doesn't show all the really long, patient, boring moments in the movie because they need to keep your attention. They need to show the action, right? Right? Like this is supposed to be a Trader's podcast. So think about the big short. The big short is about two hours long, but it covers five years of three different people's lives. 
in five years, they slowly built, like learned about a trade. And then at the right moment, they made the right trade at the right time. But there was so much boring information, so much doubt, so much like Michael Burry was going crazy under. They, his, his own investors were suing him. He was under intense pressure. He, he did years of research before even making the trade, right? He thought that the real estate market would collapse in like 2006, 2005. doesn't collapse for another three years until 2008. Yeah. At the end of 2008, right? So almost four years later. Um, and it, it's like, do you have the patience to sit through a trade for four years? Do you have the patience to, to, to build up to something over four years? right it doesn't mastery doesn't happen overnight it's that like weird 10,000 hours say mm -hmm. it takes a very long time to to become a master of of your art and yes there is like the one in a trillion you know prodigy that just gets it overnight of course there is yeah you know like there's always gonna be people like that but for the most of us yeah it's that's not the truth like I've never there's many geniuses I've met that I can affirmatively say they will 100% understand things more than I will ever understand, and they have more talent in their single little pinky than than I do, right? Like in my entire body. Single little pinky. Yeah. And does it fill me with rage? Absolutely. And do I just want to smash a fucking hole in the wall? 100%, right? <laughs> that I wasn't gifted with that same shit, and I can't do it as easily as them you know drives me up a fucking wall that i can't write quantum mechanic mathematics that you know <laughs> solve a unified theory but there's a fucking professor out there in california that apparently can you know yeah but that's not me that's not my life right i have to i i have to remember what my own strengths are i think that everyone does and i think that like you have to remember that um you're here for a reason and that you know you're unique and that you can find success with your own talents. I think that it's even more impressive a story. I think it's more people want to hear the story of a regular person becoming successful and being patient and having to grind through things and it being boring and agonizing. It but they possible. make it. Yeah. But they make it, right? Because at the end of the day, really, we're more like the normal guy than we're like the fucking quantum mechanics professor out in in california you know mm -hmm. no one wants to hear about uh one punch man who just you know can throw one fucking punch and he defeats the enemy it's it's the most boring story ever they want to see adversaries they want to see you grow they want to see you struggle they want to see it all and i think when we're going through that ourselves, we need to remember to tell ourselves that we're the hero in the storybook to give ourselves in that, our own narrative in our head to remind ourselves that like this obstacle that I'm facing today, I'm the hero in the storybook. I, what's going to happen? Of course, I'm going to overcome this obstacle. How am I going to overcome it and, and figure it out slowly. Right. Mm -hmm. And just remember that like, if it, if it helps you, you know, think about, do it because you think that, you know, people in the future will read about your story and be pressed and want to emulate you and be a role, and like you can be a role model today for, for future generations. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Give people something 
uh, to make them hope and not despair. Yeah. Allow them to see, like, the vulnerability, too. Yeah. Like, allow them to see the vulnerability. Allow them, allow them to see the honesty in it and allow them to understand your struggle. And I think to tie it all back in, like, why do I write, like, angry or, like, I write to myself and I'm, and I'm upset, you know? I want people to see me fighting because that's the story. It, it, yeah. The honest truth is life is a fight. People thinking that it just comes on naturally to you. and they Right, won't. that I'm just some magical wizard that's yeah. 673 years old and, you know, never had a fight for anything or, yeah. you know, it's never been hard. That it just comes so, quote, unquote, quote, easily. naturally to right. you. Yeah. There's a lot of biz in the whiz biz. There's you know? a lot of pacing around the household. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At 3 a.m. There's a lot of late nights. There's a lot of, like, you know, pulling yeah. my hair out. There's a lot of, like struggling and and yelling and and fighting and feeling upset and um i think writing a piece and feeling very like happy with it and yeah or like or writing a piece and feeling agony over it you know or uh making a trade and it being absolutely beautiful and then the next trade is is absolute trash right how do you deal with with that and it's like it's everything is and it's nothing all at once, and you can't think like that. You have to remember to take it in stride. And and I always call it like reframing, right? Mm-hmm. Like reframe your mind in the situation that you find yourself in. Always like put yourself back into the bigger perspective of where you are in life, right? And that you're growing and that you're continuing to grow and that you need to like continue to build yourself day by day because um, it's not about being completely built on day one. It's about being built at the end of your days and then passing on the wisdom that you figured out in your lifetime and what you've been through because others might have been through something similar yeah and they might really need it they might really need 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 it it might mean something mm-hmm. seriously mean something when when that all goes down you know um and that's why like you're like oh you never respond to comments and then and then you look a little bit further and you go oh you respond to a lot of comments and i i go well, I, I don't know who needs it that day, you know? Mm-hmm. Try to try to answer every every comment because yeah. I mean if people do look up to me or they do or even if they just even if they don't look up to me or if they're just asking something and it helps them get a little bit further in life, right? You feel accomplished. That's I've done my I've done my job in life yeah. in a way. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, you sent me down a long rant there. Well, yeah, I know earlier when I mentioned you don't respond to people's comments, you got a little salty with me. <laughs> You're like, excuse me? Like, you haven't responded. Yeah. But then I looked down further and you did, and you're like, yeah, I told you so. I respond to a lot of comments. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I think it yeah. doesn't matter what account size they are. It doesn't like if people DM me, I'll send them a long message back. I, I will find the time to respond yeah. to people. Yeah. yeah. I do get worried about like, you know, if my account gets to, you know, a certain size and you know, how do I, how do I juggle, you know, trading with the fund and then, you know, this thing and all, all that stuff. Right. It's just all the different things that go on. But, um, yeah. 
but that's kind of like ties back into like what we talked about you just you know you pivot yeah you pivot you find find something and then yeah you know you chase what makes you happy so I know you and I were talking earlier about some some stocks. So I guess we talked about HUT. Mm-hmm. HUT's in a breakout. Yeah. Which you're super excited about. I am Because I showed you it three weeks ago and went, this is going to be big. Watch this. Yeah. And it was. And it was well, just at the start. Still. I know. And it, like, it, like, it played out how you wanted it to, though. Yeah. And now it's like continuing to go down that path and then we looked at snow mm-hmm. which i know you've talked about some recently that it looks like it's breaking out right and yeah it looks like it will go over 200 at some point yeah yeah and then Riv- rivian rivian obviously is the is my new little like <laughs> yeah focus, focus uh, yeah. on the day hyper focus yeah hyper focus yeah and on stuff i mean uh hut's really interesting because bitcoin appears to be you know finally getting some institutional backing and breaking out as well as um there appears to be some stimulus movement in china oh yeah at the same time so money is flowing a lot easier it's more liquid Mm -hmm. in china right now so um if money's easier then you know typically that stimulates the whole markets yeah um which is good and you might see china stocks rebound a little bit from here as well, such as like, uh, uh, I, I haven't looked at any of the charts yet for it, but I'll just throw out some names to like look into, like Pinduoduo, uh, uh, Baba, Alibaba, um, KWeb, uh, what's some other uh, really big ones? I, I know there's some some other really big ones. I think Canaan might be out of there, uh, C-A-N, Canaan, might be out of China, and they have some interesting AI in their in their stock and they've they've flown completely under the radar i wonder if they'll ever get any good attention or if i'm gonna have to be the one to create some press for them (laughs) um there there's some other you know there's plenty of other stock out there too that uh eem which is uh emerging markets that's that one uh is heavy weighted in the chinese stocks so yeah there could be some rebound in uh in china right now it it's really interesting to see what's happening in China, um, especially after Secretary Blinken's uh, trip back out there. I felt, I don't know, I have, I have mixed feelings. I'm trying not to say too much because there's, you know me, I'm, I'm very patriotic mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. So um, I understand there's a game of politics that must be played. And you have to say some things sometimes that don't always align with everything. Align with that are very American things to say, I think. And I'll just, I'll leave it at that. Is yep. that, uh, you know, I hope we're in good, I hope we're in better hands soon. Yeah. So anyways, Chinese stocks looks looks set to rebound. Um, Rivian's in an interesting position. Palantir is in an interesting position. AI's in an interesting position. Uh, AI's been picking up a lot of 75C calls. Uh, that expire in January 2024. I believe there's a couple hundred million. Sorry, not a couple hundred million. There's a, there's a there's probably about between five and ten million 
calls sitting out there in January 2024 around the 75C, which is really interesting because the way it's breaking out, it looks in a very strong parabolic move. Um, AMD is in a really interesting weak move, and I think uh, it could regress further down. So we could see it revisiting 113 soon. Um, is it interesting that I can just recall all this from your, I'm not, so right now we're, we're just sitting together. I am, she's watching my eyeballs like roll almost as the I'm fact like that recalling you're able charts. To do this just laying on the couch, looking at the ceiling. Yeah. There's no computer in front of you, no graph in front of you. No, Nothing and you can remind you and you're, you can eyes. watch me like with my hands. I'm drawing the charts with my hands too. Yeah. yeah. Goodness gracious. Photogenic hey, memory, baby. <laughs> I'm sitting here like. Do my eyes flutter? I've always, like, I just started noticing that. Do your eyes flutter? Yeah, like, like, they, they, like. Sometimes when you, like, when you stutter on your words, mm -hmm. you, like, shake your eyes. I don't know what that is. Like that? <laughs> yeah, like, you're, like, trying to get the word out, but you also, like. I know I have the Elon stutter, but to be fair, I think I had it before him. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think it it shows um, intelligence. Why? Because I'm trying to remap my sentence. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, I realize that it's wrong, and then I just like try to rework it back. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also easier for someone to follow than to just be like. Um, and then da, 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 da. you know, mm. like most people, if they they forget their train of thought, like they stop completely, right? Or they say um, 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 um. I don't use um. No, you you stutter your words. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think I would argue that that shows intelligence. Like when you're, especially when you're trying to just um. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, I'm exhausted. But when you when you're trying to explain something, you stutter on your words and then you reformat like your sentence. Right. Yeah. Or I'll I'll stop it and re and reframe the entire conversation that we're having at the same time as well. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Now you've stopped me dead talking about charts. I think Rivians are really fucking cool. I honestly, I and I've tried not to hate. I've, I really have tried to be unbiased about Tesla, but I just, I really don't think Tesla, it doesn't work. Yeah, I, it. I feel like they're ramping up and I don't know if the demand will still be there. Like if, if enough people start getting behind those cars, it just gave me a really weird feeling. I just didn't like the car. I didn't like, it, it wasn't like we just tried one car. We tried the S, we tried the Y, we tried the X. Um, yeah, we tried we the three. all of them. They they just I don't know. They're very like they're very like fake fake, I guess. Yeah. And like I'll be honest, like I don't feel super safe in them. Yeah, I can see like, that. Like I didn't feel safe. Like God forbid, like we got in an accident. Like I wouldn't know if like we would survive with our kids. Like Yeah. But versus like another vehicle, I feel like we would now, if we were in a Rivian, it's like a <laughs> tank. So yeah, 
you know, we're we're gonna be rolling over cars in the Rivian. Right. Who that's wins how, that battle? We're winning the Rivian. That's win the battle. Yeah. But in a Tesla, I feel like I'm a little bug that can just. What did I say? It reminds me of a Volkswagen bug. Yeah, it does. Just like it can the just punch buggy. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. A punch buggy. Yep. I don't know. It's like a. Yeah. And then we saw the punch buggy driving next to the Tesla, oh and that gosh, was weird. How bizarre. Yeah. My intuition was just on par that day. They looked the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, like a white Tesla Model Y went by, and I was like, oh, there's a Model Y. And I was like, it reminds me of a punch buggy. It's so weird. Literally looked over at you while you were driving, and then I was like, look at that. And like a sky blue one. Yeah. Volkswagen just runs by. You know what? You just made me think of something. So what? in my in my recent substacks, I've talked about uh, – you know, there's potentially a pivot coming for the market, but I, I didn't expect it like to be a real pivot. I, I expected more of like a small pullback and then a bounce higher just because of the parabolic nature that uh, QQQ and Q has been undergoing. Mm-hmm. It's so fast and so high that like, as we've talked about before, right, the rubber bands, the rubber band, how far, oh, how far and how fast it stretches, right? There's always a reversion back to the mean. Yeah. It's, it's stretching so at such a fast pace that it's going to snap back. It, it should, in theory, snap back. The, the problem is, is that we're in a bubble. And uh, to quote Soros, you buy into the bubble, right? But the problem is you never know when the bubble's at the top. Mm-hmm. So we could... Part of the problem is you have to remain agile. Like so, in theory, in the right checks and balances, we should pull back and and undergo a small rotation. You know, like forty two eighty, maybe it's the bottom of the rotation, and then you, and then you jump back up, right, and continue to march higher. The problem is that a lot of these stocks look like they're in very strong bullish positions. Um, so it, there's a little bit of confliction in me where, where you look at the under the hood and you see a lot of stocks look ready to rally higher. But then you, you look at the higher market and it looks overstretched. And so what do you do? Right. And the thing is, is like, this is when you don't play the indexes. If the indexes look overstretched, right. You, you play the stocks that look like they're in strength because normally they won't be as affected by the weighting of the index and you can be fooled by the index. So, if you think AI is in a breakout, right, you continue to play the breakout until it shows signs of, of gassing, right? Because to be fair, for the most part, it's going to be pretty unaffected by, by the rest of the market as a total. Um, and that's why I keep continuing to urge, you know, people that are reading, like, look for the stock pickums, look for the plays that make sense to you, and look for the things that, like, you're finding strength in, because oftentimes... Those are going to be the winners and they're going to bring you a lot more money than, than trying to understand and predict an index, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so whether my theory is right or wrong about, you know, do we undergo a small rotation down and then, and then it, it regages back up or do we just gauge on higher, you know, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, you just you need to focus on, on finding the winners that are underneath the hood. Um, and I think there's a lot of winners this week, potentially. So... Uh, that is the main message I was trying to get out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I could remind you of that. I felt bad that you said that I took you. I stopped you from talking about your charts earlier. 
but you did ask me if your eyes flutter, so <laughs> I had to answer. And and the answer was no, they don't un- no. until I stutter. Your eyes don't flutter until you stutter. Um, so the one you you mentioned that there's some winners under the hood, is that just to clarify? Is that snow and hut? And- I mean, it looks like it's hot Mara riot, and yeah. then. I mean, I haven't looked into the Chinese stocks, right? But if China's cutting lending rates, you can kind of do the math that, hey, look, lending rates eased. There should be stimulus in the economy. Typically, the markets rebound about six months before before you start seeing the economic effects of it, right? So if they're the first ones to cut, you go to them first. You you play things like BABA, and BABA hopefully rebounds, right? Yeah. Maybe that's why we've seen such call buying at around 103C on BABA uh, because they're anticipating a, a rebound because I think it's trading at around $88 currently, mm-hmm. just from my memory. Again, I'm not looking at a screen, so don't fucking come at me if <laughs> if it's trading at 89.7, all right? <laughs> Do you just like look at my face and see these numbers pop up around my head? Because I... you're just staring at me now. Like you're just... <laughs> Well, that's why I try not to stare at people when I'm talking because I, I'm i not really looking at you. I mean, I'm kind of reading you in a way, but really I can see the visuals in my in my mind. And I, I don't know how to explain it. Like I can see a whiteboard. I can see it in front of me. <laughs> yeah. I can see you, but I can also see the things in front of me. Yeah. That makes sense at the yeah. same time. I don't know. Can you do that or no? When I visualize things? Yeah. Yeah. You see it in in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay. So it's relatively normal. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that that's why I like tend to look away or I look up or I look down at the ground. Yeah. When I look down at the ground, typically I'm I'm angrily remembering something. I'm like, no, that's not right. This is like, you know, well, is it, that's that's just not true. <laughs> you having a temper tantrum over your calculator dying earlier? Yeah. Why there was no triple A's in the house, I don't understand. But, you know, my TI will live on. I've had that thing for maybe 15 years now. Yeah. That's the longest relationship I've been in outside of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's very important. Yeah. Very important. Um, yeah, that TI has gotten me places. You know? Continues to. Continues to get me places. Mm-hmm. When I have to do some quick math and understand something, I go, everyone, stop. Stop, stop trying to do the math. I'm going to do it on my TI. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I trust my TI probably more than I trust a lot of things, to be honest, too. Yeah. Yeah. One of the few, one of the few things. It, it helps me, too, because I, I can look at the screen. I can look at multiple screens, and then I can do the math right there and then write it down in my journal. And, I keep a live journal next to me as I'm um, taking notes throughout the day as things are developing. The funny thing is, is that I don't often reread through my old journals. I just, I need, I need to write it down to solidify the memory. Yeah. Well, isn't that a study? You, the, whatever you write down, you're like guaranteed to remember it. Well, I don't know if that's, a study. Not that you're guaranteed to remember it, but like I think it it it's a it's a study habit to get into because you're more likely to memorize something if you rewrite it. 
Yeah, I think it's more locked to be converted from short-term to long-term memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a higher chance of success for that. Yeah. I also think, um, yeah, that's probably true. Also, well, you also see me constantly. I think that's why I redo it with my hands because I'm repeating the motion again mm-hmm. to stimulate the muscle memory, the nerve. Yeah. To to activate again to to redo the memory. Yeah. Yeah. But that's why, like, I redraw the chart with my fingers because I'm trying to get it to activate mm-hmm. in in the recall. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a lot easier to remember that, you know, AMD closed at 119.83 on Friday, just under 120. And you do that just by swaying your fingers in the air? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Magic. Magic. <laughs> I cast my spell. My spell of memory recall. Something like that. <laughs> incredible yeah it helps it helps when you're trying to quickly figure out uh you know what play you're entering into and and you know making a quick turn in the day yeah it's like okay i just saw the chart there and this is it and that's good okay we're good and i can like enter in and set up or, i just thought about something yeah so, i don't know how well it'll work but we can see okay there's been times that obviously like I'm trying to you're trying to teach me of the stocks and I'm trying to learn the the way of the stocks and calls and things um we were joking earlier about how I'll like throw out this company to you and you're like oh they don't they don't sell they don't they're, they're not private. publicly traded they're they're not publicly traded yeah yeah how, like, I don't know, how would it be if, like, I just came up to you with, like, two or three, like, recommendations a week and you, like, follow it if it's a good one? I'll do that. I mean, people throw out recommendations all the time and they want to they yeah. know. Yeah. You know. I mean, and for the best, for the most part, I do my best. If somebody has a research request, I'll, I honestly try to go and look at it and yeah and figure it out. But then we could talk about it, and then you can explain it to me while it's a terrible, terrible mm. one to choose, maybe. Or a good one to choose, right? Yeah, we can do that, for sure. Okay. You want to format the podcast? and? No, I just, I want to, I think I want. You want your own personal private lessons. Yeah. <laughs> Which I get that. Get in line, so does, so does everyone else. Mm, yeah. That's okay. That's okay. I yeah. I live. You get with you, you get so direct access. Yeah, you know where sure I live. That I get. Yeah. I know where your office is. So. Yeah. That's an issue. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, you think we could do that though? Yeah, of course. Cool. What would be? I mean, you've you've had interest in like several different companies. The problem is, is that oftentimes you pick a, either non-publicly, like privately traded companies, or yeah. uh, you pick. Um, which there's nothing wrong. Like you can you can trade PEs uh, or privately privately owned equity. You know. Yeah. Um, it is possible to do that. Is it like a a more dangerous game? Yeah. Or, yes or you and just no. Don't make uh, as much out of it. It's not as simple as that. It's yeah. um, 
normally you you pool your money with with a, a firm or a fund like a venture capital or a private equity and somebody manages it for you they manage the investments they give you reports on it oh, but you have to like put up a certain amount of money to get in yeah so you know Sounds the returns like can be really good dang. i mean like think about y combinator y combinator has had some of the best returns sequoia capital um there's there's a bunch of good venture capitals or private equities out there um and there's different tiers of equities as well there's like low tier there's mid tier and there's high tier so it just depends what kind of game you're you're trying to play and also there's different specialties and all different kinds of stuff so you know there's ones that specialize in real estate there's ones that specialize in airplanes there's ones that specialize in quantum yeah you know mm-hmm. there's ones that specialize in tech industry startup there's there's all different kinds of you know whatever your fancy is but you got to have a couple you know a uh, couple g's to lay down to before to, you even get started before so that you can get a cut into yeah. the into the firm into the fund you know and then that money might be a liquid for 15 or 20 years so mm-hmm. you know you got to you got to know about what you're what you're actually getting into yeah what you're actually getting yeah. into that makes sense that sounds not so fun no you got to you got to be kind of Richie Rich. Richie Rich. You know, you gotta be a little uh, Richie Rich. You gotta have some some money yeah. to uh, to really be into those things. But what were you saying before that? You said my the problem is the ones that I choose are either privately owned or illiquid. So illiquid means like they're not heavily traded. There's not a lot of volume in the stock. Oh, there's not a lot of like motion. It's yeah, pretty like. Pretty flat, pretty staggered, and um, if somebody big like an institution sold on you, um, the stock could drop a lot. So there's higher risk in an illiquid stock because a lot more of it is out of your control. Like, so the great thing about let's say Tesla, Tesla's heavily traded, Mm -hmm. even though it does move pretty heavily, like one day, yeah, right, it might go up a lot one day or it might go down a lot one day there's still a good chance that it's going to rebound pretty easily because there's a lot of volume and there's a lot of trading hands. Um, you're never too far out of position. Um, and it's never like over. Yeah. But it might be fucking over if you buy Bed Bath & Beyond and then they declare bankruptcy and then everyone, all the big institutions leave, right? Yeah. Then it goes to 15 cents and then you're fucked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I remember I mentioned Bed Bath & Beyond. And then bye bye baby because it's right because they're also going out of business. Well, they're 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 the same company. Oh yes, yeah, like yeah. they're owned by the same company. Got it. Sister stores. Sister I guess. stores. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so that's that's one of the really hard parts mm. of figuring it out. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, a lot of like yeah, the companies that you like they. They're also sometimes traded on multiple markets, which can cause issues too. It's funny you say the ones that I like. I just try to think of stocks that you know, freaking right. names that I know. Yeah, just out of curiosity, because you're the whiz. You can figure it all out. Yeah, I think I think you should try to think about like um, companies that you wouldn't even think of that are like. Great middlemen, you know. 
they offer a service that everyone employ that everyone employs. And like an example of that would be like Paychex. Paychex is a payroll service company. Mm-hmm. There's never not going to be a payroll, like a payrolls, right? Right. But no one wants to deal with the admin work of payrolls. Mm. So they specialize in it and they have a basic monopoly over, you know, the entire market. So they make hand over fit, like, you know, hand over fist in, in profit. Right. And as long as there's a lot of jobs on the market, they're making a lot of money. Right. They charge per seat of mm. how many, you know, how many people in the company. And and it's like it's basically software as a surface where they license it for every person you do. You have to buy another license, and it costs like three hundred dollars per person or something, right? And for them, it's pretty easy because they've built the software and it pretty much does the hundred percent automation for them. And they don't have to worry, right? But that's money that's fed back into back into the shareholders, and yep. so the stock price goes really high, and you get a good dividend mm-hmm. return on it. So middlemen, middlemen with monopolies are excellent are excellent you know uh things to figure out and find and they can be really boring and the more boring and the more dependent people are on it the more beautiful it is because the more money you're gonna fucking make you know uh so it's kind of like i don't know i have to i have to simplify it or dumb it down it's kind of like keeping your eye on a stock of where not a lot of eyes already are mm-hmm. so that you can catch the wave up. Yeah. 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 And, and trying to find like undervaluations that people don't think about. Yeah. Like everyone sees, a, sees the fucking Tesla. Yeah. How many people see the paychecks, right? Most, most people listening to this are probably working a job and they know that they get their, they get their paycheck from, from paychecks, but they probably never thought about, oh, paychecks is publicly traded. Like, you should try to like observe everything in your life and think about like, is that publicly traded? Let me go check out that stock. Let me go see what it looks like on the charts. Mm. Let me go check out their, their business. You know, yeah. what are they about? Do they make good money? Do, are they losing money? Yeah. What's the deal? Costco. I love Costco. How many people really think about Costco's publicly traded, right? Trades for a lot of money, but they're pretty damn good dividends and they, they do have a good business model, you yeah. know? And I think the, there's always that classic investor line of trade, trade in things you know, trade in things you love. Well, I love Costco, and I, uh, you know, I, I know it's a pretty damn good business model, and I know that it works, right? So I trade in Costco. Is it Costco or Kirkland? Kirkland is a, is a brand of Costco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, or like McDonald's. I know McDonald's. I know McDonald's very well. And so I trade in McDonald's because I, I trust in McDonald's. I know how it operates in a recession. I know how it operates in a not, re- in not a recession. Right. It wins. It, it fucking wins because everyone buys McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone does, you know? Yeah. And they dictate the market price on things like chicken, you know? And I know that McDonald's is going to be a winner no matter what day it is. Yeah. So it's about finding... The person, the the company that's going to be a winner no matter what it is, and it's not about whether you're late or early. Like, do try to find the dips, right? But it's about just buying in over time because if you buy in over time, you're going to be successful in it. And it's about finding companies that are actually profitable too. Like, I know it's, um, it's not as cool anymore. Like in quotes, like to find a profitable company, but profitable companies are really what what make investors 
uh, you know, their money is, mm-hmm. is the way that they increase the profitability or they need to have a serious and real path to profitability. You know, it can't be the bullshit uh, Snapchat, oh, we'll be profitable in five years. And that was five years ago, you know, that they've told, that they've told us that for the last five years that in five years they'll be profitable. Yeah. You know, but they have no pathway to profitability, no serious pathway, and they don't have a serious model for it. So, you know, what are they going to do about it? And um, I think, you know, the trade desk, the trade desk, like everyone's like, ah, the trade desk, right? Like, I'm like, I love the trade desk. Trade desk is profitable. The trade desk is a middleman for ads. And everyone fucking needs the trade desk on a rainy day or a sunny day. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be the need for the middleman who can distribute to every platform so that companies don't have to worry about it. Yeah. That's why the trade desk wins. Yeah. And in my opinion, it's severely undervalued because it, it will pay. It's going to pay. It's going to continue to pay. Yeah. Right? Or why do I believe in HUT? Because I believe that the fundamental under, it's fundamentally undervalued versus and it's going to be profitable in the, right. or really it already is profitable which i believe hut is actually profitable i believe hut is actually profitable cup yeah so it it already has its it already has won the business case for it yeah something like rivian like yeah okay so it isn't profitable right but i have 10 other examples in my in my portfolio that are profitable examples and in their winners on on any day yeah. Right? And they're tech revolutionaries and they're middlemen that, that beat out the system no matter what. And that's what I'm trying to find is, is tech winners that, that are pushing revolution, that are already profitable, that, that absolutely win. Right? Mm-hmm. Or I'm finding things that I know that I can depend on. Right? So Costco, McDonald's, and, and it's marrying the two together and trying to, to find those two things. So, yeah, that's that's the general philosophy behind a lot of it. Hmm. There you go. It makes a lot of sense the way that you explain it. But yeah, I wanna, I wanna definitely try to come up with some companies. Yeah. Some stock names. We'll see. We'll see what it does. People should feel free to leave comments too about like what stocks they want to see investigated. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Because um. We can always talk about it together on the podcast and walk through, you know, yeah, a stock because there's always stocks out there that I just uh, I don't know about, you know, maybe I, I haven't found it yet or something. Even though you have like freaking over two hundred saved in your little more than two hundred, that was just my one watch list. I have oh yeah, I yeah. know yeah, you have a crazy amount of different watch lists, and there's always periodic reviews and there's quarterly reviews and yeah, I was answering to. You know what the rotations are, what portfolios are we building, and that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it gets complicated, but I try to keep it simple. So, I think you simplify it. Yeah, yeah that that would be cool for people to leave comments, but also like, what if great minds think alike? Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> think just like Gwen. Think just like Gwen. Mm-hmm. Hashtag think like Gwen. <laughs> Keep it simple. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, we've probably talked, hopefully, for close to an hour now. So uh, I love you. I love you. And uh, this was the Merlin 
or the Wiz Merlin Uncensored. I don't even know in my own fucking podcast. Okay, great. All right, let's end on that note. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, good night. <laughs>